The service of prayer and preaching for the fourth Sunday in Lent, Latare, March 27th, 2022. The opening hymn is LSB 625, Lord Jesus Christ, the Living Bread. Jesus Christ, life-giving bread, may I in grace possess you. Let me with holy food be fed, in hunger I address you. Prepare me well for you, O Lord, and humbly by my
This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and repents of evil. Jesus said, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Christ was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, Make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. A reading from Exodus, the 16th chapter. And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them, whether they will walk in my law or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. 
So Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, At evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, and in the morning you shall know, you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against the Lord. For what are we that you grumble against us? And Moses said, When the Lord gives you in the evening meat to eat, and in the morning bread to the full, because the Lord has heard your grumbling that you grumble against him, what are we? Your grumbling is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. And as soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning dew lay around the camp. And when the dew had gone up, there was on the face of the wilderness a fine flake-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. When the people of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And the Lord, the Lord... And Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather of it each one of you as much as he can eat. You shall each take an omer according to the number of persons that each of you has in his tent. And the people of Israel did so. They gathered, some more, some less. But when they measured it with an omer, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no lack. Each of them gathered as much as he could eat. And Moses said to them, Let no one leave any of it over till morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it till the morning, and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. Morning by morning they gathered it, each as much as he could eat. But when the sun grew hot, it melted. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The introit is verses from Psalm 122 and verses from Isaiah chapter 66. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her, that you may be nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say, Peace be within you. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast.
A reading from Galatians, the fourth chapter. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not listen to the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave woman and one by a free woman. But the son of the slave was born according to the flesh, while the son of the free woman was born through promise. Now this may be interpreted allegorically. These women are two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai, bearing children for slavery. She is Hagar. Now Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. She corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother. For it is written, Rejoice, O barren one who does not bear. Break forth and cry aloud, you who are not in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than those of the one who has a husband. Now you, brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise. But just as at that time, he who was born according to the flesh persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, so also it is now. But what does the Scripture say? Cast out the slave woman and her son, for the son of the slave woman shall not inherit with the son of the free woman. So, brothers, we are not children of the slave, but of the free woman. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from John, the sixth chapter. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then, and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, about five thousand in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, Gather up the leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, This is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. We continue with the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. You shall have no other gods. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. 
You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As you may notice by the vestments for this day, we take a short pause in our season of fasting. The rose-colored vestments are a lighter shade on the same side of the color wheel of purple. And as so, as we inch ever closer to the celebration of Holy Week, we we today rejoice. In the midst of fasting, we continue to pray, give us this day our daily bread. This is not the only prayer the church knows, of course. King David teaches us to pray, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In today's gospel reading, we see that Jesus is the good shepherd. He is the Lord. He feeds thousands of people with just a little bit of food. Later in this chapter, Jesus explains the meaning of this miracle. He calls himself the bread of life. He claims that no one can find true life unless he eats and drinks his flesh and blood. That eating and drinking is a reference to faith. Faith takes Jesus in. Jesus' life becomes our life. Faith is not something that we do. Faith trusts in the doing of another. Faith's food is Christ's flesh and blood. To help mankind understand this, we read again this morning of God's gracious feeding. In Exodus, we hear of God giving manna to the children of Israel as they wandered through the Sinai Peninsula for 40 years. There are many things in their history that point forward to God working also for us. Just as God's people were set free from Pharaoh through the waters of the Red Sea, so we are set free from the devil's power through the waters of holy baptism. Just as God fed those whom he freed from Pharaoh with manna from heaven, so we are fed by the bread of life, who is Jesus Christ himself. Just as the children of Israel could not stock up on manna for a rainy day, but needed to gather it every day as their daily food. So we need Jesus every single day. We need his precious gospel. We need the words of life he alone can give. We need to take his flesh and blood into us by faith, as well as by eating and drinking the sacramental bread and wine, which are, as Jesus plainly teaches, his real body and blood. What a wonderful history St. John presents to us. There he is, the creator standing before his creation, 
a man, a flesh and blood man. And to show them that he was indeed the creator of all that exists, he worked a miracle that only the creator could do. He created. Where there had been only five barley loaves and two small fish, he created enough food to feed 5,000 men, not counting women and children, and with 12 baskets of bread left over. Consider who this man really is. He is God. He is the creator of the universe. He is the one who sustains all things by his mighty power. He is the one who made us in his image, male and female. He is the one who rained manna from heaven and now has come down from heaven to be with us, never to leave us. Two things we see clearly revealed here in John chapter 6. We see that Jesus is our God. We see all three persons of the Trinity work together in the act of creation. We are reminded that what God desires is not death, not the death of a sinner, but that all would look to him and live. We see that Jesus desires to give us more than mere physical life. He wants to give us eternal life. John, who recorded the events described in our text, was an eyewitness of those events. In the prologue to his gospel, John writes, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is God. He has joined us in our own flesh and blood in order that he might bring us back to him as pure, holy, and perfect saints. He came to do what we couldn't do. He came to restore God's lost and fallen creatures. He came to redeem us, body and soul. See him do what only the Creator can do. It is our Creator who has joined us in our human flesh and blood by becoming a human being while remaining the Creator God. Jesus is true man. He is a man in every single respect. He is like we are in all things except that he never sinned because he could not sin because he is eternally pure and holy. He created because he is the creator. If we are to know him as the one who gives us eternal life, we must first know him as the one who has created life in his own image. When we think of creation, we usually think of God the Father, but the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit work together. God is not divided. When we were created in the beginning, we were created in God's image. Jesus is God's image. He revealed God's glory and our true identity. We did not come from the animals. We came from God. When the eternal Son of God joined his creation, he did not become one with Lassie, Flipper, or Bambi. He became a human being, a male, a Jew, a Nazarene, the son of the Virgin Mary. When he became a specific man to share the human nature of all humanity, he sanctified all human life. God values human life differently than the world does. We live at a time when killing the living but unborn has been declared a civil right. We live in a time when the creator is denied and the value of those created in his image are debased. Without personal and loving God as our creator, we are left open to every kind of distortion and perversion of our nature. Homosexuality is not only defined but even promoted as a gift of God. As churchmen dismiss the teaching of God's word to conform to a politically correct orthodoxy that's hostile to Christ. The church and her people face struggles and attacks from multiple sides at all at once, but there's a common underpinning, a common faith that drives them, that connects them. 
What is the common link that joins together the doctrine of evolution, the right to abortion, and the defense of various perversion against man and woman, against marriage between one man and one woman, and the confusion of not just gender and identity, but now species and identity? They all deny the biblical teaching of creation. They deny that a personal and loving God has made us, and by making us has defined who and what we are. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we are valuable because God made us. We are either male or female, and there is a difference. And that difference is good because God is good and he made us. He made us not to be in competition, but to be complement. This is the God who made us. He is the God who has come to us in the person of his Son. This raises the question, why then do people live like animals? Why do they regard life so cheaply? Why do they discard traditional morality as hopelessly out of date? Why do they tolerate every sin and perversion while remaining inflexibly intolerant only of those who still advocate the permanent standards of God's holy word? The reason is that they have discarded belief in their creator. When God is no longer viewed as the creator, the creation will be viewed as God. And this is exactly what has happened. This is why the body, age, especially the idea of youthfulness, and sinful pleasure, sensual pleasure are worshipped as the greatest good. While self-denial, the life of Christian service, and the humbling of oneself before God, pleading for divine mercy, are despised. God is too hard, and so the objections fly. The human objections fly. Lenting fasting is too hard, and we, it probably doesn't do any good anyway. Why suffer now any more than we have to? Why not just live a little? You won't get out of this life alive anyway, right? So it goes for the church on earth. Cain persecuted Abel because Abel embraced the Christian faith. Hagar despised Sarah because all Sarah had was God's promise, while Hagar had a child. Those who trust in their own flesh assume an amazing variety of forms. They may be very religious, trusting in their own faithfulness to God, despising the obedience and death of Jesus. They may be very irreligious, trusting in their money, power, connections, or general popularity. Whatever they trust in, they neither know nor want the flesh and blood of Jesus offered up on the cross to God as the sacrifice to take away God's anger against them. They aren't afraid of God's anger. They're irreverent. They want to remake Christianity to enrich themselves in the things of this world. And so they follow those disciples who left Jesus because they came to him for bodily food and refused to admit their need for his holy teaching. Today's epistle lesson clearly presents these two opposing religions. The one is the religion of works, human achievement and earthly glory. The other is the religion of faith in Christ's body and blood, given and shed on the cross for the forgiveness of all our sins. The religion of works is the religion of the flesh, and St. Paul reminds us that flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God. On the other hand, the religion of faith looks only to Christ and to his holy sacrifice on the cross. From Christ's sacrificial body and blood comes the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. He comforts us with the gospel that gives us life, true life, abundant life, eternal life. As we get back to the Gospel of John, we read at the end of our text, the crowd recognized Jesus as the promised prophet. Sad to say, most of them rejected his word. They could not tolerate Jesus' teaching. They claimed that nobody could have true life except through faith in him, in his flesh and blood. That was simply too bold a claim for them. But that is precisely the claim on which our Christian faith must rest. 
We believe in a creator, God, who feeds our bodies. We live in comfort and safety. We have food and shelter. God richly and daily provides us with all that we need to support our lives here on earth. Our Heavenly Father is here among us today to teach us that we need Christ's flesh and blood, His holy gospel and sacraments, His merits, His righteousness, His grace. We need Him more than we need to make a living, pay a mortgage, or save for the future. This is why we need to go to church. That is why we need to be together in Bible study. We need to hear the scriptures. We need to read them together and help each other not fall into the easy trap of the religion of works. We need to pray for and admonish and encourage one another. There are plenty of spots open in the sanctuary for more to hear and receive God's word. There is more table room for you to join us in reading God's word together and strengthening each other in the parish hall. These beautiful pieces of life given by God alone, forgiveness given through Christ, and our life in that forgiveness are highlighted and retaught every time we pray the Lord's Prayer. As dear children, we ask our dear Father. He gives us this day our daily bread. He forgives us our sins, and in that new restored life we turn and freely forgive those who trespass against us. This reminds us that we are in this life with fellow sinners, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, who are here to aid in times of temptation. They correct and guide us when we turn to ourselves and point us to the one who can help, God himself. They point us ever at the pulpit and the altar, where we see God's deliverance from evil and that through Jesus he will give us a blessed end and take us from this valley of sorrow to himself in heaven. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We sing hymn LSB 743, Jesus, Priceless Treasure. Jesus, priceless treasure, fount of purest pleasure, truest friend to me. Ah, how long in anguish shall my spirit languish, yearning, Lord, for Thee? Thou art mine, O Suffer not to hide thee, not I ask beside thee. In thine arms I rest me, those who would molest me cannot reach me. and thunders crash, yet though sin and hell assail me, Jesus
Jesus will not fail me. Satan, I defy thee. Death, I now decry thee. Fear, I bid thee cease. Well, thou shalt not harm me, nor thy threats alarm me. God's great power guards every hour, earth and all its depths adore him, silent bow before him. Hence all earthly treasure, Jesus is my pleasure, Jesus is my choice. All empty glory, not to me thy story, told with tempting voice, pain or loss or shame or cross, shall not from my Saviour move me, since he deigns to not deceive me, thine appeal is vain. Sin that once did blind me, give thee far behind me, come not forth again. Pass thy hour, O pride and power, sinful life, thy bonds I sever. Hence all fear and sadness, for the Lord of gladness, Jesus enters in. Those who love the Father, though the storms may gather, still have peace within. Yea, whate'er I here must bear, Thou art still my purest pleasure, Jesus' priceless treasure. In peace let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Christian Church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. 
Lord, have mercy. For the sick and the dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, your mercies are new every morning, and though we deserve only punishment, you receive us as your children and provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant that we may heartily acknowledge your merciful goodness, give thanks for all your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen. We sing hymn LSB 938, In Peace and Joy I Now Depart.
God's soul wills it, serene and confident my heart, stillness fills it. For the Lord has promised me that death is but a slumber. brought this gift to me, my faithful Savior, whom you have made my eyes to see by your favor. Now I know he is my life, my friend, when I am summons forth every nation by your holy precious word in every place resounding Christ is the hope and saving light of those Those in night by his coming.